And then I nailed Lock Loman in a in a blind tasting against. Um, oh, is this the SMWS? The SMWS tasting? against your buddy. <laughs> oh, against my boy from uh, <laughs> from Bourbon Junkies. Bourbon Junkies. Yeah. And uh, wait, let me do my best Bourbon Junkies impression. <laughs> 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 Let me pour it from the ceiling. <laughs> I actually like those guys. They're not bad. They're they're <laughs> face is epic. <laughs> hey, welcome to Super Social Club. I'm Jeremy. This is Whiskey in the Six. I'm Rob. Welcome to the Whiskey Ramp Podcast. It's a little crusty. It's frustrating. And it's gonna be a little bit of a rant. I don't understand it. I don't know why. Some sort of injustice. Anyway, and rant. Hello and welcome back to the Whiskey Ramp Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Rob. And tonight we are talking Glenn Allakey, one of our favorite go-to uh, quality value purchases. The Glen Lucky 12 year old. Yeah. And uh, we're doing an old versus new tonight. Old versus new. 2018 versus, versus 2022. Yeah. Um, this was like the first year that Glen Lucky came out with this new look 12 year old. Um, they also released batch one of the 10 cast strength that year. 2018 uh, obviously flew under our radar. Yeah. Because our good boy James came through. And sent us an entire bottle of this 2018 12-year-old. I think I actually did go through a bottle of the 2018. You did? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure I did, actually. So this did you, you didn't my, review it, did you? I think I did. Back no day, way. I think I did. I, we'll, we'll have to like look at the archives. and Honestly, it's bad because I've, I'm forgetting like stuff that I've reviewed now. But I'm pretty sure that I did that. I know I did the old, old 18 and then the newer 18. Really? I know that I've done both of those. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I had a Glen Allocky 12 that was this light. Well, James didn't know that. And he was like, hey, guys, you should try this <laughs> old school. No, I think it was more for the purpose of like seeing how it's evolved over I agree. the years. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, obviously, you can tell by looking. The color of these are way, way different. Um, the older 2018 Glen Allocky 12 very much lighter than the yeah, newer yeah. super super dark um 2022 bottling but the makeup the same it's uh oloroso it's yeah. px and it's virgin oak casks yep. and we're assuming that these are all i mean the oloroso and the sherry i'm assuming those were all at one time ex bourbon and then finished in an oloroso yeah i would think so sherry casks. yeah you think that's right yeah i'm pretty sure they're all ex bourbon and then they were moved from, like, he recast mm -hmm. pretty much everything in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. And everything went into the other three casks you listed. So right. the PX, the Oloroso, the Virgin Oak. Yeah. Um, and that's the, you know, all of them serve their own purpose, but mainly to bring color, flavor, boldness, depth, all that other stuff, right? We recently did a review of the Glenal Key 10-year-old cast strength batch one yeah i feel like we might find similar characteristics between that batch mm -hmm. this and this 12 oh yeah and knowing billy walker there's a very good chance that he put some of the vatting from this 12 in that tent yeah right that's just the way he rolls mm -hmm. like there's a very good chance that he used older whiskey in that first batch of 10 because he knew it was going to be majority bourbon casks, so he's like, you know, let's boost this up a little bit. And I was very much convinced that there was older whiskey yeah. in that batch one 10-year-old. Yeah, it was um, delicious. Very, very much convinced, yeah. yeah. It was very delicious. But let's be honest. Like the, 
So far, okay, yeah, batch six and and seven weren't the best of the um, Glenallachy tens, but everything else was great. Yeah, batch seven really took a dip. Yeah, um, we thought that the Rihoha cask was too influential, and it wasn't great. Right. And then batch eight came along, and really kind of balanced out that wine cask with the sherry cask and that virgin oak to make a really nice uh, yeah really nice whiskey yeah i think what we're gonna notice and i'm just guessing based on nose here and what i remember is the old version is very uh mineral forward yes right whereas the newer ones the 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 sherry casks start to like peek through a lot more and that's a note that you said before on glenallachie and that's how you and me and maybe other people will identify a glenallachie is that like we're kind of like minerality to it yeah they Pop normally rocks. yeah it normally you find that in like in peated whiskeys yep but for whatever reason this glenallachie distillate has that kind of minerality to it it does it it, it almost feels like where they source their water from is different than mm. you know the average place and it's yeah like it's definitely sort of something limestone almost filtration or something right away what i'm getting on this glenallachie 12 the old the old bottling is like a more multi characteristic than maybe i've had in glenallachies before can we talk about the balance of that though yeah like does he ever do anything wrong this you know like i know that this is his first release so he wanted to make a good impression but that's still so good yeah you know yeah, I'm getting like this, like really nice, like honeysuckle kind of note to it, mm -hmm. um, along with this multi characteristic, and it's it's not like the new Glenallachie Twelve, no, like at all. It's it's very very different. Yeah, this one you get that charred oak right away on the nose, mm -hmm. right? Like that new oak. Yeah, I mean, the new one you get way more PX. I feel. Oh yeah. More, more of a different kind of sweetness. A little bit of a spiciness too from that European oak. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you get way more of like the chocolate toffee, mm -hmm. like those those typical, you know, rich sherry notes. Um, Could you identify these as the same whiskey? If someone gave them, like, would you both be able to say, yeah, those were both Glenallachy Twelve things? No. No, right? Like, no. if that was blind, I'd be, I'd be screwed. No way. Because, like, I have drank a lot of the newer Glenallachie 12s. Yeah. The darker bottlings, and um, I might be able to tell. But this, this old one, no way. There's no chance. Because, like, there's this honey note that, like, yeah. you don't get in the new ones. Not at all. No. And honestly, <clears throat> I remember falling in love with Glenallachie early on because it just was offering something that nobody else was so, so different what is the thought process here why did billy walker go from a lighter bottling really nice complexity good balance to a darker more sherry influence what is the thought process do you think between the years well i think personally that it, it goes back to what he prefers right Billy Walker, we know he has to be a Sherry fan because look what he did with Glenn Dronick. Mm -hmm. You know, what he's doing with Glenn Alecky, he must love Sherry. Yeah. Right? So there's that. 
<clears throat> I honestly think when he got when he bought Glenalki and decided, okay, we're gonna re-rack everything, we're gonna recast everything. They did that for this. Maybe it was only in those casts for like six months before he's like, okay, we gotta release something. I think that's it. Right? I think that's it. And then he's like, okay, now we're gonna these are all gonna sit in these casks yeah. and we're gonna be able to choose from all this different stuff and this is the evolution of I it. I think that makes complete sense. I think what could happen if you want to speculate is that all of his re-racking just took longer mm -hmm. right and the more and more cast he brought in the more stuff he re-racked that eventually caught up and just made for a different profile obviously a darker colored whiskey yep um but yeah like i love them both they are great i both do really great. like both of these quite a lot and we've talked so much about glanaki 12 it was my whiskey of the year a couple of years ago yep. um, we've always talked about how it was a great value buy it can compete with whiskeys that are priced 25 50 percent more money than it you know absolutely it it punches above its weight class and age that's the coolest part about the glenalki 12 mm-hmm um, but we did a similar experiment, experiment with um, the Lumreeks from the same company. We did an old 12 yep. bottling and the new 12 bottling. And we actually preferred the old 12 bottling mm -hmm. in that scenario. I don't know if that's... I don't know if I prefer the mm -hmm. old 12 bottling in this case, but they are very different whiskeys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's like... It's, it is similar to the batch one of the 10-year-old cast drink. Yeah. Great whiskey, right? But we also really liked batches three, four, five as well. And yeah. those are like the more heavily sharied ones. And I think it just it has its time and its place. And these are both great in their own respect. I think the batch eight really I wouldn't I wouldn't mind doing a blind tasting of all the batches again just to see. You wanna do all eight? Well, I think it would be cool to do the eight with the ones that were our favorite from before. Yeah. So maybe just like three, four, five. Three, four, five, eight. And eight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, skip over six and seven. Mm -hmm. And, well, we're getting... we or, I ordered us um, the Glenalki 10 Batch 9. So yep. that's coming. And I'm, I'm hoping... It's a little lighter. I don't know if you noticed in the pictures, but no, I didn't. I didn't really notice, and it's kind of hard to tell sometimes with those pictures. That's true, um, but it seems like it's a little the lighter. Lighting, how the lighting is when they take them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, okay. I'm excited. Yeah, I wonder what the, can we, like, we should find out what the makeup of the batch nine is. I guess we don't really need to know now, but if we assume it's the same, it's it's the Rioja, it's the PX, the the Virgin Oak, and the Oloroso. Um, I'm hoping it's. I hope I hope he dropped the real Rioja. Yeah, like that was that was introduced at what batch five. Yeah, and it worked for batch five. Yep, and it worked for batch eight. Mm -hmm. But is it, it didn't work for batch seven? It was way too much. It was yeah. way too influential, and it blew out the rest of the stuff, and it wasn't great. No. Yeah, so I wonder if he's decided to move away from that, and that's why it's a little lighter in color now. Maybe he was listening <clears throat> to the Whiskey Rant podcast. <laughs> And, Do you ever uh, wonder, like, <laughs> who, if any of the distilleries listen to like the podcast? And like, hey. I mean, I don't know about us in particular, but I do think that there's people that that watch feedback from people who review whiskey. Of course, they do, right? And sure, they could stumble on some things. And I think that like 
our opinions are sometimes echoed by other people as well. Yeah. You know, we, we have similar thoughts about some things. And if enough people say the same thing, maybe there's a change. Right. Right. Because like at the end of the day, like someone is watching someone else and basing their purchasing decision on what they say. That's right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I've spoken. We, we've talked about how the LCBO refuses to like look into like hiring guys like us that could actually do a service for their corporation yeah. by like, you know, um, having our finger on the pulse, knowing what whiskeys to purchase, what whiskeys not to, um, you know, that why would they want that? When Even they if just... we just advise them, these should go to online one per customer and these you can put out in the store. Right. That would save so many managers such headaches yeah. of having to receive millions of phone calls a year being like, can you put a stag junior on reserve for me? I'm coming right in. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. And like, oh, you got blends, gold. Can I reserve a case? Right. And it's just <laughs> like, it's just chaos. It's just, it's disgusting. I think that there's very little left of the secondary market in uh, Ontario at the moment. Maybe it's like, down to just bourbon that's selling yeah that's a good point because i just posted some bourbons and they sold pretty quick yeah yeah and then like anything else i tried to post some old bottles of highland park an old 21 and an old 18 crickets no, no bites crickets yeah people do not care about highland park anymore yeah it is, it is the ghost distillery now yeah yeah and like maybe i'm pricing it too high but like not really because like a new 21 a Highland Park 21 is like what 650 bucks right. yeah. ish. Yeah, so I'm asking like you know 800 for an old one, right. which is only 150 more. Yeah, which is relatively correct, I would think so. And no, it's a lot no, older, no biters, no and, biters. and the, it's a higher ABV, it's proven to be a very good, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what it is about Highland Park, people are just not interested, but bourbon, yeah, like no problem selling. E.H. Taylor, single barrel, that went, that flew. Of course. Um, I had a couple old batches of Stag Jr. Some really good batches, actually, like batch um, 12, 12 and 13. And 13. Yeah. Really nice ones. Yeah. Those flew. Those um, were good. So, yeah, I mean, like, if I'm going to get $450 for a bottle I paid 100 bucks for that doesn't drink a $450 bourbon at all. Yeah. I'm happy to sell it. I'm happy to buy some other stuff that I would that I would enjoy more. Yeah, I mean, I still have a couple of open bottles of those. I so have nice. I have stock of stuff that I know I'm gonna want to open. Like uh, we were speaking before the video started, I have a whole bunch of the Glenallachy 15. I opened this Glenallachy 12. I have one more backup after this mm -hmm. um, of the 12, and then I have you know like my collection pieces which. I don't even know at this point if I'm going to wait to, I don't know. I might just end up opening them at some point. Like, obviously I don't need any whiskey at the moment, but I don't know. I have like my interest in being part of that whole secondary culture is at an all time. It, it was always low, but now yeah. it's at an all time, like negative. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> below zero. It's disgusting because it's like, it's, it's just gotten to a point where like, it's just way too much. Mm -hmm. And like, like, sure, like, Pappy Van Winkle was always, like, the starter, right? Like, it went for crazy money, and then it kept going up and kept going up and kept going yeah. up. Um, 
and now everyone knows that like that whiskey is not worth the secondary price. Right. Right. The BTAC bottles, same kind of thing. Are those prices of those are, are starting to drop? Yeah, they, I think so. I, they're starting to, people are starting to pay attention. They're like, well, do I really want to pay full secondary on this bottle? Probably not open it myself. And then how much more is it going to go up from this point on? I'm That's sure true. some of them do go on, uh, up, but like most of them probably don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, look at like McAllen as well. Um, are people buying McAllen still? Sure they are. But are they buying them at crazy prices? Like even look at Waddington's, right? You sent me a Waddington's link. Waddington's is the official Ontario, Ontario legal. Auction. It's a legal auction house for whiskey in yeah. Ontario. And I think it's the only one. It's the only one in Ontario. Um, so if any restaurant or bar wants to buy a legal bottle on the secondary market, which they can't buy currently at the LCBO, they have to buy it through Waddington's and they can legally sell that into their establishment. Such an interesting concept because they have no interest in finding out how you acquired that bottle. <laughs> Only that you're willing to sell it legally, quote unquote, and pay taxes on it. Yeah. So That's we've it. talked about Waddington's before. We might have actually talked about it on our very first podcast ever. I don't Probably. remember. Yeah. But uh, the price of that were insane. Right, and you sent me a link, and the prices have come back down to earth just a little bit for Waddington's standards, mm-hmm. right? Like their standards were so insane, like they were paying way, way above secondary. Like we're talking like fifty percent above the secondary value was selling on these on these on this Waddington site. And what's crazy is like the hammer's heavy, the taxes are heavy, all that kind of stuff is heavy from Waddington. So. People are not fooling around with like, you know, Jeremy has a bottle. I'm going to make sure that I boost up the value of his bottle by bidding on it. Mm-hmm. People are not doing that because they're at risk of like just wasting a lot of money on <laughs> taxes and hammer, right? Yeah. I mean, the auction hammer, 20%. Sellers premium, 20%. Um, buyers premium, 20%. Yeah. And plus like some other like stupid fees. Like you have to pay, like if you're selling, you have to buy insurance. You, it's like you're left with a little bit and that auction house makes some money. I think they even charge like take a picture of your bottle. It's like $20 per picture. That's absurd. They, they take probably with a camera phone. Yeah. You know, hundred percent and like a nice like light box. It's yeah. crazy. I got a question for you. Yeah. This is, I believe 81 or $82 now on average in Alberta. Yeah. Which is a great price though. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can still get it on sale every once in a while for 15% off of that or even better, sometimes 20% off of that. Why is the eight-year-old only a dollar or two less? <laughs> what is up with that eight-year-old? Yeah, great question. Something I honestly believe that there is really old whiskey in that eight-year-old because like why else would he do it? Yeah, and we differ on our opinions of the eight-year-old because yeah. you liked it more than I did. Yeah, and I'm actually enjoying it even more now. Like I've, yeah. I've I still haven't reviewed it officially yet. I have officially reviewed it. You have, yeah. And uh, my takeaway was essentially that there's some great notes in there that mm-hmm. I really, really like. And there's a couple that are holding it back from yep. being good. By the end of the day, you're right. Like it's, it's, it's only 10 bucks less maybe on now average it's like a dollar okay it's a, like legit a dollar on most websites in i mean maybe that was just a couple websites that i noticed but it was a dollar yeah okay and this is goes back to like the ardbeg thing right like the ardbeg 10 versus the ardbeg 5 mm. 
they're only a cut like 10 or 15 dollars apart they're almost the same price and my speculation was okay they're gonna price the Arbeg 10 or sorry the Arbeg 5 at whatever price and they're gonna bump up every other Arbeg yeah. it's gonna be increased in price like this is the new standard and then we're gonna bump the 10 and bump everything else that hasn't quite happened it has gone up a little bit yeah and I think in the U.S. was like kind of the benchmark for like the Arbeg 10. It was always like a good price, right? It was 55 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't skyrocketed. It hasn't adjusted from the 5. Oh, yeah. But you're right. Why? Why buy the 8 when you can buy the 12 for just a couple of dollars more? Yeah. There is, <clears throat> in his, in in Billy Walker's eyes, and I mean, maybe this has nothing to do with Glen Alkey. Maybe this is ger- like directly a retail reasoning. I, I don't know, but... I feel like <laughs> no whiskey can be under a certain price. I, I wonder, because is this going to go up to a hundred bucks, and that's what they're preparing for? Maybe, yeah. Which is unfortunate. I hope not, but I mean, that's pretty much where every other twelve-year-old is at this moment. Yeah, I sent you a yeah, link today for a crazy, a crazy well-priced twelve-year-old. Did you see was that? It the Loch Lomond. The Loch Lomond was like forty-two bucks. Loch Lomond twelve. Loch Lomond twelve. For 42 bucks. 42 dollars. Yeah. Like, you're not finding... In Canada, that's like... You're not going to get better than that. That's a that miracle price, price yep. right there. Yeah. Like 100%. that's... Yeah. I that's love an that. unbelievable price. Even... Yeah. I I purchased a Lock Woman 12 at like 65 bucks and I was like, wow, this is a great deal. Yeah. So 42 dollars yeah. is absurd. Yeah. yeah. I think we're getting to the point where like you have to look for those deals. Yeah. And th- that's a that's a bottle that is worth getting a case of because it's like... You're ne- that's that's like pre I don't know twenty eighteen pricing. Yeah, it, I don't even remember pre- the scotch being that low then. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, are we gonna see just stuff bottom out? I wonder because it's gotta be pretty tough for a company like Lock Loman that nobody like not a lot of non whiskey aficionados really know much about. Yeah, right. So. Are they? What's their global profit? Yeah. Like, what's their sales like? Probably not very good. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be like no way like off base. Lock Loman, like no one talks about them. Yeah. Nobody. No one's like, oh my god, have you tried this new like Lock Loman? They're like, Who? no, Lock Loman sucks. <laughs> and then I nailed Lock Loman in a in a blind tasting against. Um, oh, is this the SMWS? The SMWS tasting? against your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, against my boy from uh, <laughs> from Bourbon Junkies. Bourbon Junkies. Yeah. And uh, wait, let me do my best Bourbon Junkies impression. <laughs> <laughs> let me pour it from the ceiling. <laughs> I actually like those guys. They're not bad. They're they're. <laughs> that face is epic. <laughs> You know what? If you look back on Bourbon Junkies' uh, first year of posting videos, you'll see me comment some positive comments on their on their stuff. Yeah, they're huge. I, t- I like their opinions. They're uh, huge. I mean, I, I you know, uh, it's no secret that I've ripped on them before. Um, you know, but whatever. If you if you act like a clown, people are gonna laugh at you. Yeah, it's all in good fun. Yeah, I think right. I they're mean, super successful. They've had a huge following. They're like they have their own distillery now. Do they really? I did not know that. Yeah, that, that's a real. thing. I mean, they've partnered with a distillery. No way. Yeah. 
See how little I like, You don't even watch them. I, don't I watch, watch more bourbon oh, junkies than you. You, you watch <laughs> way more whiskey tube in general than I do. For I, sure. I hate watch them so much. <laughs> I hate watch them. I got to get material. How many, how many the, burner accounts do I gotta you have? Get, I, no, 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 no. I've never left a negative comment on their videos. Yeah. The only thing, you know what? I've never left a negative comment really on anyone's video except for... Oh, I can't even think of it, who it was now. It was someone who was reviewing Pappy 20. And they took the bottle and just like chugged it. They're like, oh, it's only Pappy 20. It's just bourbon. And they just like mouth licked the bottle. That's and I'm disgusting. like, that's like a disrespectful thing to do on YouTube. Guys, the first thing you have to remember when it comes to bourbon is it's just whiskey. <sighs> to like prove that like, oh, this isn't like that yeah. good. I'm like, don't fucking do that. Yeah, that's... You look like an idiot. Yeah. That was the only like negative comment I think I've ever left. Yeah. I mean, I'll 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 make fun of the bourbon junkies uh, all the time. Yeah. I mean, I have a library of videos you can watch <laughs> me referencing them very secretly. Sometimes not so secretly. Not so secretly. The first thing you want to do is show everybody that you don't take bourbon too seriously, even though you do. This is key. One way you can do this is get a bottle of bourbon that no one else can find and then pretend like you don't care you have it. One way to show this is to throw a bottle of bourbon up into the air and catch it. The closer you are to dropping it, the more you let people know that you are too cool to take drinking bourbon that seriously. Always act like you're a pro athlete after every catch to maintain strict swagger. Um, but no, I do watch way more bourbon tube than you. Oh, bourbon tube, 100% you watch more than I do because yeah. they'll, like, as much as, like, um, we're friends with Jason from Mash and Drum, and I yeah, just, no. I, it's it's more of a time thing, to be honest. At the end with. of the day, like, the bourbon junkies, I respect their opinion on bourbon. Yeah. But they have to give it to me with all this fucking circus, <laughs> you know, pouring whiskey on the floor, yeah. drinking straight from the bottle. That stuff triggers me because I think it's like it's such a waste yeah. when you're doing it with bottles that people would fucking kill to have an opportunity to try. And you're just like you're just pouring it out for clout or whatever. You yeah. know, like it's stupid. It's, it's, it's a dumb thing to do. And um, yeah, I mean, like, but I still respect their opinion on bourbon because I feel like they have a great palate. Yeah. And they've tried lots of stuff. I mean, so, Dan, right? Dan is, um, the dude knows his whiskey, man. Like he, he sure. Did well in that yeah. SMWS. You watch him do blind tastings yeah. and he's bang on. He, yeah. he nails stuff all the time. Absolutely. He yeah. does. And, uh, I could never say he, he wouldn't, um, I would never say that. Mm -hmm. You know, I noticed you were putting down the glasses very gently still. Yeah, and the, the, mic the new not, mics, they shouldn't pick up the, yeah. the clanging that we that normally was, are, yeah. are used to doing, yeah. <laughs> I see you cringe every time I do that. It's like, I really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> clang, 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 clang. <laughs> do, you, do you try to like lower? Do you like cut and like lower it? And then <laughs> That's so much work. That's so much work to like to bring down the audio every bring clang yeah. every time Rob <laughs> smashes his glass on the table. I know I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I do try to like speak in a way that if people are only listening, they'll know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Because that's a thing. Because I I do listen back to our podcast sometimes when I'm driving. 
Um, and I'm like, what are we talking about? Yeah. We didn't like we didn't say what we were drinking. Did we do that? You'll be like, this one is this. Oh, I see what you're saying. But like you like it's you'll like, you'll point to it, but you yes, because I always assume that people are watching us, and the most of them do. Well, yeah. But we but, are on Spotify and iTunes. And you're right. No, any, I'm being uh, disrespectful to our listeners yeah. and the people that are not watching. Mm-hmm. So I, I do prefer the newer Glen Alkey mm-hmm. over, over the older one. I do as well, but just by a little bit. And I think that both of these have their place. Um, yeah. Like this is, this is, you know what the older one would be great for? You're outside, you're having a cigar. You're going to just like... Two pour or three pour one whiskey. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great whiskey. It's light. It's not gonna overpower anything. Yeah, just the good all around nice whiskey. I mean, I feel like the takeaway is like the colors of these whiskeys dictate how they taste, right? This gives you more of that chocolate caramel. Yep. That like uh, that richness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think that's the ultimate, like it doesn't necessarily mean it's better in all cases. Like actually we did the exact same experiment with the Lumreeks, the Lumreek 12s. And we found that the lighter one was better. Yeah. Right. So in some cases it will be, in some cases it won't be. Don't buy your whiskey based on color unless you're looking for specific notes out of that whiskey. I and guess these, that's what you could say. Yeah, and both of these bottles are fresh cracks too. Yeah. Which they, it's a very even um, comparison because they both are just freshly opened. Yeah. Yeah. They're both really good. Mm-hmm. That just, it, honestly, our boy James sent us this uh, new, the old batch, the first batch. And he did the same thing with the Lumreeks and he did the same thing with the yeah. uh, Glen Alkey 10 batch one. And, one day he's going to trick us and like send us something like this. And it's like, haha, idiots. There was 27 year yeah. old yeah. single cask Glen Alecky in there. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Like, I think I'm getting out of the old bottling of this 12 way more malt mm-hmm. than I've ever got in a Glen Alecky before. Malt and minerality. Like right. That's, that's where I originally yeah. got that idea. And you would get it more in this if you weren't drinking this. The old one. The minerality. Yeah. But because we're drinking this and there's so much more, we don't get it as much in this. I think that maybe there's just like less cask influence in here. Uh, And the color would would necessitate that conclusion. Oh, for Um, sure. I think with... So these really just opened up in our glass, not in the bottles. Like you said, they're fresh cracks. When this opened up, it really stood above this one. Yeah. What at first when you're sipping them, like, oh, they're both good. Yeah. You know? And they are both good. But this one stood above when this one opened up. It is really cool to see like a progression um yeah. through a distillery on the releases and stuff like that. Especially when you get like this is a very like drastic change. Oh yeah. Like this is huge. This isn't like McAllen going from 
you know, the old school importer to the, like the Edrican importer where there's like, there's a difference, but it's yeah. not like, it's not a crazy difference. This is a huge difference. Has the color met its cap? Like, will it get darker than this? Will it stay, like, can it only get to this, like, level of, like, has it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that Billy Walker necessarily, I don't think he, like, necessarily, like, is like, I want to make this as dark as I can, but still taste good. Mm -hmm. I think he's like, I'm just going to blend this to where it's, I want it, and whatever the color is, the color is. I mean... Of course, sure. Like people buy darker whiskey because that's why distilleries add E one fifty coloring because like darker whiskey just seems like it's richer and it's more appealing. You know what I love about Glenallachy is like I on, I honestly feel like the only reason, and it's not true. It's not the only reason, but like part of the reason why they are an inexpensive whiskey. And it has nothing to do with the quality of the whiskey inside, is the look of the bottle. It's almost like don't take us too seriously. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We enjoy having fun with it. We decided to make a bottle that looks fun. The label is fun looking. It's not necessarily the most attractive bottle or labeling in the Scotch industry. I hate the text. Yeah, it's, I hate, it's I, It looks like. It looks, it looks like, like ancient, e- ancient like Greek. Egypt kind of like yeah. text. It looks, it's terrible. Yeah, and and it's funny because if you put this liquid in the bottle behind me, the Glen Turret, Lalique sure. bottling, you could charge two hundred bucks for this whiskey. I agree, no problem. Yeah, and people would be like, all day, every day, I'm buying that. It's yep. delicious. Yeah, if you put a reputable, even like if you put this in like a Balvini. Like, my favorite style of bottle and label is Belvini. Is I, it? I love it. Okay. It's very classy. I love the bottle style. I love the text. I love everything about Belvini, except for the ABV and their core range, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> and their pricing. Right, and their pricing. <laughs> um, but, like, if, if I could, like, start a distillery yeah. and, like, copy something, yeah. I would take Belvini and, like, make that my bottle and my label. I love Belvini. I think it's Aaron for me. Really, I really like the Aaron bottle. Yeah, yeah. I really like the new bottling. Mm-hmm. They've they changed my mind completely with the look of their new bottles, the labeling, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I like I like Aaron as well. I I, I really like Ben Rummick's new new bottling style as well. Like the um, yeah, you know, I like that a lot. But I'm a big fan. But of like Aaron. yeah, like this like Glenallachie text. Like this is something that I would I would pick for like my grade four like book report. Right? It looks like the text that, like, remember that Disney movie, Hercules? Absolutely. That's what it I looks think like. it's the same text. It might be the same text. I think you're right. <laughs> I, I think, think it is. I think either Hercules stole it from Glenallachie or Glenallachie is getting sued from from Disney pretty soon. But I really hope that they never change it because if, the, the, if changing this to a more sophisticated and classy looking bottle is going to change the pricing of it i want nothing we don't to want do that. that we don't want that right yeah we i just want the quality yeah and that's all I, that's all we care about and th- i think this is a true testament to the the type of like people always say oh you always buy these bottles that are like so fancy and i think I'm like, remember do you remember that comment that was one of the comments i think we shared in uh in that one that we just like talked about the people that rip us oh yeah and, yeah, yeah 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 and I was like, that is the opposite of true. Like, yeah. I never buy a bottle based on the way it looks. 
I don't like paying for like extra shit. Yeah. Like I don't want like a big wood box. You know what I do with a that wood box? Yeah. What? Yeah. Garbage. Straight through recycling. I have a whole bunch. You guys can't see it because it's off camera, but I have a whole bunch of boxes that literally sit in these cupboards because I forget about them yeah. because I don't display any of my boxes. Yeah. And they're all going in the garbage. They're all going in the recycling bin. Yeah. So like they're useless. They're useless. You know what I do with like a nice like. Um, a really nice like piano box, you know, from uh, what was that like PX from um, Cavalan? Yeah, right. They had a really nice piano box, like yep. full, like magnet folded out, was like really really nice. Yeah, garbage, garbage. Yeah, like right through recycling. Cause like, but, what am I gonna do with this freaking thing? Nothing. There's this fancy, uh, what was it? <sighs> Glen Goyne box that the, the 25 year old. It's over there. You can see it from here, and yeah. it's it's got like a clock, like right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah hand that right? that closes and like, it and it's like all fancy sure, yeah, like pull out this little out. thing you yeah. slide out the base it's like a it's, it's a, gonna be great for my fire at the cat at uh my cottage I, this summer i don't know you want to burn that with like no. sh- all the shellac <laughs> yeah, on it you're you're right. like breathing in all this like you know that's a good point yeah um no those are like for that's like a it's like a gift presentation that's exactly right it's right. a gift presentation kind of box you should be able to opt in for the box or opt out Ooh, i like that right like you want the wooden box because it's a gift it's x amount of dollars right what do you think those boxes like cost they can't be cheap like how could they be cheap that's wood it's wood it's it's felt it's you know it's, it's gotta be expensive handmade like everything caught like the little pamphlet they print out it's all like nice it's you, you can't know. even pay people to build something like that for less than like 50 bucks an hour anymore yeah and like how many are you producing a year exactly you know yeah ten thousand or less five thousand i don't know i don't know like i don't know where they're made or manufactured i would assume china if i could pay fifty dollars less or whatever your box price was. Yeah. Let's say it's thirty-five dollars. Yeah. On a five hundred dollar bottle. But this do is that all, all the day, all day. But for every one of us, there's twenty guys that will pay a hundred to two hundred dollars more for something. Yeah. Because of that fancy. And that's that's the box, thing, right? You're right? getting you're paying. Yeah. Hundreds of dollars more. Yeah. For a box presentation. Yeah. When the whiskey isn't worth it. No. Right. And and it's exactly what I just said. There's too much money. It's not even about what that that box costs. Because the box, let's say it costs them 20 bucks to make, mm-hmm. which it doesn't. Yeah. It costs less. Yeah. But it, let's say it costs them 20 bucks to make. They know that adding that box to that whiskey, they can charge. Now, like, what are they charging for for uh, Glenn Goyne 25-year-old now? It's like six 700 bucks now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I just right? looked it up. You can buy it officially on the Glen Goyne website. Yeah. I'll put it right here. This is the official price in, in British pounds. It's very, very expensive. Yeah. And it's actually cheaper in Canada. Like you can buy a Glen Goyne 25 cheaper out of Alberta yeah. than you can on their official website in the UK. And that's always been the case for whatever reason. Yeah. I remember when I was first looking into it, like that was like one of my like I need to try the Glen Goyne 25 at mm-hmm. some point in my life. Yeah. Uh, that was like one of the bottles that I really wanted to try. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a wood box back then. And I remember it being like 400 pounds. But then a friend of the show early on gifted it to my channel. Do you remember and that? I don't, but I remember you 
gave me that heel. That's right. And yeah. I have it, and I'm going to record a review. I've done my notes. Well, you still have the... Oh, wait. The, the Glen Going 25. Of the new bottle. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, this was the old version. This okay. is like the... I actually like the old version better than the new version. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take the box? You might as well take the box. You got you to gotta take the box. Tonight, you got to take the box. Did you already record? You haven't recorded it yet, right? No, no, no. I haven't yeah, recorded it yet. The, I've done all the notes. That's the box? That's that stupid honking box over there. That's, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. Because, like, my review, spoiler alert, good, not great. Right. And that's exactly where I was with that, right? Yeah. Like, definitely not worth anything close to the price no 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 i did you know what i was i think i calculated it and i was like i'd rather have three bottles of the teapot dram yeah than one bottle of the 25 well i'm, I'm totally in right agree. remember that 12 year old single cast that i had Ooh, from, that was really good that was nice that was a nice glengoyne yeah you know what glengoyne they really gotta you gotta do it at cast strength because like i don't feel like their other stuff is 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 up to is up to snuff. It's not it's not that good. I feel like that particular twenty five, both twenty fives that I've had were way too hot for a twenty five year old at forty eight percent. I don't know. Like, that's just kind of how I felt. Mm, yeah, they're a, yeah. Little, a little hot, a little yeah, like they didn't not a little youthful. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily. I don't know what it's like where Glengoyne is, but it must be cold. For a lot of the year, because twenty five years doesn't do very well in Glen Goyne. I don't know. It's just like Highland region, isn't it? It's not Speyside. Is it Speyside? Uh, it's Highland. Yeah, it's Highland. Although Speyside every Speyside is, is a Highland, but yeah. not every Highland is a Speyside. Exactly. Yeah, these are good whiskeys. So takeaways on these uh, Glen or Glenallachy twelves: uh, the old bottling, the twenty eighteen lighter one. Should we score them? Yeah. Let's score them. I'm going to give this one an 86. An uh, 85, actually. Okay. 85. And I'm going to give this one an 86 and a half. I'm going to, I'm going to take some half. I'm going to start doing some halves like Jeremy does. Okay. Yeah. I think people should do halves. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't do, I don't do half marks. I'm like, whoa, why wouldn't you do a half mark? Because yeah. sometimes something is just, just a little bit more than better yeah. than the other. No, I know? agree. I agree. Um, my score on this Clanalaki 12, the newer, uh, darker one has never changed. It's 88 out of a hundred. That's exactly where I would say, go out and buy it blind. Yeah. You never tasted it before. Go buy it hundred yeah. percent. This is coming in at just a half tick less, a seven and a half. It's almost equally as good, yeah, because it's different, and the balance is great, and yeah. you're getting something from Glenallachie that you don't get. No, um, and it's a it's an amazing whiskey on its own right, and yeah, you're right. Maybe some older stuff in there too, because first releases always uh, aim to please. Yeah, and they put some really good casks into those first releases, so. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he came back and told us that there was like, you know, 15-year-old in there. I would For be sure. Surprised. Yeah. I think that you're bang on because that's the Billy Walker method mm -hmm. is putting older whiskey into releases. I mean, that's every that's everyone's method. I wonder, though, because like for Billy Walker, it, I, I truly believe based on what I know about Billy Walker, and obviously I've never met him in person, but... Um, I truly believe that he really 
cares and, and puts pride into what's inside his bottles. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think other, many other distilleries, it's more about what I can get for that, for that bottle. Yeah. Like if I am, I'm not going to put older whiskey in this 12 year old because that 12 year old needs to be 12 years old. Cause I can get more money for the stuff that's older. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to put like 15 year old whiskey in here. Cause I can charge this much for my 15 exactly. year old. That's exactly it. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if everybody does that. I do think, and I do know that mm. Billy Walker would. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, um, both are really, really good. And, um, hundred percent buys. Yeah. Secondary market on Glen Allocky, There's almost none. There's none. There's almost no secondary market for Glen Allocky. Although when this bottle first came out, it was popular on secondary because I think this is the one that Ralphie gave his whiskey of the year. No chance. No? Glen Allocky 12? Didn't he give Ralphie? A, didn't he give a Glen Allocky 12 a whiskey of the year? I feel like he might have. Pause. <laughs> There's no way. Glen Allocky 12 year olds. There you go. You're right. Boom. Wow. There you go. See? So for that, like, very short period of time, there was a little bit of, like, uh, guys offering me this on secondary. I'm like, dude, I can get that for, like, 70 bucks yeah. in Alberta. Why would I pay $120 from you? Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, it's not, like, readily available. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see, like, what is the most sought-after Glenallachie bottling? Like, what does it go for on the auction sites? Like, what what is the bottle? It's probably some single cask, right, from a long time ago. I wonder. Uh, I, I think it's probably the 21. The 21 cast drinks and the 30 cast drinks. Yeah. Because, like, those were official bottlings. Right. And there was, like, a very small amount. And, yeah, it's got to be those. Let's look it up. Yeah, we can look it up. All right, so just looking it up quickly... Um, it is the Glenelgly 30-year-old batch one. That is the most expensive at auction, other than like a weird independent bottling, like a 43-year-old, but um, 1,600 pounds. That's it. Like that's the most expensive bottling, and like that's that's what dominates the secondary market for the most part on Glenelgly. Like the 21's up there for like 1,100 pounds. But you're right. Like, there's not there's not that much on the secondary no. market for this distillery. It's unfortunate because like, we'll never actually know what that thirty year old tastes like because nobody's opening that bottle, yeah. which is absurd because it's probably incredible. Yeah. But because Billy Walker blended it and made it into what it is, but no one will know. Mm-hmm. We we need a guy like James to like get a sample somewhere (laughs) james get on that yeah can can you get us like a 30 year old (laughs) batch one preferably 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 the batch one yeah poor guy (laughs) (laughs) he might have one in his collection i wonder maybe all right he might why wouldn't he so i traded recently for that tobias and the angel over my shoulder here on my right shoulder as well as those... The compass box? The compass box. You as got well that? As, yeah. Up there. Sealed. It's sealed still. 
I'm gonna open it. Yeah, I'm gonna open it. That's we're gonna, a we're gonna amazing taste it. whiskey. Yeah, we we haven't officially reviewed that whiskey, right? Uh, Jasper had that. He had it. We tasted he it. He was lucky. Uh, I think we tasted it on a live. We yeah. were lucky enough to try that. We were, him, we yeah. were definitely lucky enough to try it. It is a delicious whiskey. That's why I acquired it. I traded a Highland Park 21 to get that whiskey. Yeah, good trade. That's yeah. um, half Kleinleash. Half... Not Highland Park, sorry. Hazelburn 21, sorry. Oh, okay. Which is, in its own right, going to be very valuable. But yeah. this is better with whiskey. And sorry, remind me again of the... That bottling is half Klein Leash. It's it's half twenty five year old Klein Leash. Yeah. And half thirty five year old Kalila. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it, you can't make a bad whiskey when you no, do that. No. You need those, those two together. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be delicious, and we yeah. know, we know it is because we've tried it. It's now, probably the best. Compass box that I've tried. You know, it's funny you say that because James actually said that that's rated in the top two compass box whiskeys ever bottled. Mm. Yeah. And number one being the general? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't mention what number one was, but. I mean, everyone like talks about the general being number one. Which you did the circus. Yeah, which was a great whiskey. Which was great. Yeah. What else compass box big ones have you tried? Um, Enlightenment was really good. Enlightenment was that good. That was a that was a Klein Leach forward, um, very kind of like ex bourbon matured. Um, blend. We have behind my shoulder. We have two editions of the Flaming Heart that I got acquired in a trade as well. Yeah, one of which has like crazy old stuff in it. I'm gonna look that up right now because I know like I know exactly where to find the answer to this. When like looking at Compass Box, the general. Is the number one sought after compass box without a doubt because oh, it sure. has like it has like what thirty five year old like something create like what's the distillery? I'm not sure, but listen to this. So this this edition five, it it was a I think it was less than two hundred bucks retail for Flaming Heart for the Flaming Heart. Yeah, it does have um ten percent seven year old in there, so technically it's a seven year old whiskey. Mm-hmm. But it's got 38% 14-year-old Kalila, 24.1% 20-year-old Klein Leash, and 27.1% 30-year-old Kalila. Wow. So over 50% of this is either 20 or 30 years old. Yeah. A small portion is 7 years old. That's what I love about the compass boxes. They're always like messing with people and i love that too because like mixing a really young whiskey with the really old whiskey creates like amazing results it does right because you get these these old kind of like you know really like complex flavors and like a burst of like this like youthful punch yeah and it really makes for an interesting whiskey and then i think everyone that does that is good it's like it's so it's so so good so good and i think I think more people do it and just don't tell us they do it as much. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Springbank was notorious for doing that with their old 12-year-olds. Yeah. Um, but who's to say that they don't do that with, like, their society release 8-year-old? Yeah. You know? The society release 8-year-old had, like, 1,500 bottles or 1,200 yeah. bottles. 100%. One, one cask of that could have been... Whiskey. Yeah, right? Yeah. Why not? Like, Compass... Bo- or, sorry, um, Balvini Tun. 
right? Valley They're notorious for putting like 35, 40 year old whiskey into yeah. a blend with like 18 to 20 year old stuff, right? Yeah. Like really mixing up the ages, like a huge contrast in yep. age. The, those youthful, like punch with yeah. like some old like tired notes is like it makes amazing whiskey yeah 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 that i mean th- there's like old balvenie is delicious mm-hmm. old balvenie is delicious but yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what these guys are gonna look like at 40 years old well, key. yeah yeah i mean we'll and, never get uh, to try it but because it sells like insanely quick yeah on secondary yeah but i think the more pressing thing that we want to try is like when billy walker gets his distillate out that's interesting yeah like when he starts taking over the distillate now it's his turn at the at the stills and like it's his like overseeing of that and it's his maturation from day one well there was that famous four-year-old that came out recently so maybe that's what's so famous about that is that it's got a splash of his his there you go. yeah but it's yeah. it was like a four hundred dollar whiskey that's great come on yeah but i bet you it's because he did exactly that he took his four-year-old distillate yeah threw in one barrel like maybe makes up like three percent right and then the rest, the rest is, like is like 35 40 year old whiskey yeah sure right yeah but i want i want like let alki 12 that's Billy Walker distillate, Billy Walker matured, and Billy Walker blended and bottled. Yeah. You know? Yep. Start to finish. Yeah. And that will happen by year 20... Well, he released this, which was probably his first whiskey in 2018. Okay. So, so we're at four now. No, five now. Right? So... What? 2029? 20, 2028? 20, yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. We're not good at math, but we... It's a, around that it's around there <laughs> so 2028 20, would give him a 10 year old whiskey of his own okay right right yeah so we're not that far away i'm i'm excited five more years go i want to i want to collab on the six-year-old whiskey that he uh, like we should pick a whiskey rant six-year-old from glenallocky we should do a barrel pick from glenallocky that'd be cool you know that'd be cool yeah Barrel pick, but like Billy, Billy Walker, Walker distillate, distillate, yeah. six year old, yes, and, and you know, I mean, six in particular because if it's going to be a single barrel, what would you do? Would you do Virgin Oak? Would you do PX? Would you do Oloroso? What would you do? X Bourbon. So tough. I don't know. I think PX. I like PX. A lot. Yeah, I like PX a lot. Yeah, Virgin would be pretty cool, but I think I think Billy Walker does so well with. PX. It can't be just Virgin with with Glalie, can it? Just I, virgin oak? They do it. They do like single casts that are virgin mm, oak. But I don't know. I don't do know. Do they though? Because yeah, I know they have. Right. Like they probably they, they have a virgin oak finish. That, I they're think probably that just all came finished. out. They're probably they have a virgin finished. oak finish that just came out. I think they have a whole bunch of virgin oak finishes. They have a whole bunch of like wood finishes. Yeah. Whatever. They have whatever, like whatever. Hungarian oak. Yeah. French oak. They got like, too much. You yeah. can't keep up with all this. No, there's all, these all those specialty ones. I don't even bother with. Yeah. They're just, I I've, one thing for sure. I used to like dabble and experiment with all sorts of different wine casks. I will not do that anymore. Yeah. I've like grown so far away from that in the last few years. I will not touch Madeira. I will not touch. It's gotta be a try before you buy. Yeah, exactly. It has to be. Yeah. If someone like raves about it, I'll try it. And if it like is just for whatever reason, really, really good, I'll buy it. But Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Stick with my Oloroso. Yeah, stick with you're my right. Sherry, my PX, sorry. I'll stick with my like occasional port. Yeah. That's it. Otherwise, like virgin oak, bourbon cask, that's it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if it's a Glenallachy, if you're picking a single cask and you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, okay, I'll take the PX. Yeah. And then maybe the Oloroso second. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah, those like, are the two I want to pick from. Exactly. I don't want to pick like a, a, a virgin oak. No, or or like a Madeira or, or a Rioja or Rioja. Yeah, yeah, he does those too, right? Yeah. And I'm sure like there are, there's a big fan base for that, but I just I can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think not you're a right. fan. Yeah, I mean, there's not many whiskeys that are great in a virgin oak by themselves. Except for Cavalan. Cavalan. Yeah. Cavalan is the exception to the rule, but yep. they mature at a crazy climate, so it's different. And it's, it's almost bourbon esque. And it's like and they do it till like there's it's just dust in the barrel. Yeah. There's almost no liquid left. I'm very curious how the, that Jack Daniel single malt is. Ooh. Yeah. Have you heard about it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious. Yeah. I wanna try it. That's a topic for another episode. Yeah. But uh, takeaways, um, Glenelky 12-year-old 2018 bottling. Very, very nice, but very, very different than very the stuff you're getting today. Yep. Um, good in its own right, but we would still probably take the uh, the newer bottling. The newer bottling, yep. it, it, it's more in our alley. Mm-hmm. Like, we like our sherry. We, we would never deny that. Yeah. And I think that's what we like about Glenelky is, uh, you know what? He re-racked. And uh, normally that'd be a red flag for anyone else, but when Billy Walker does it, he just seems to do it right, and yeah. it worked out for this one for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. That's it. Uh, thanks so much for watching, guys. We really much appreciate it. Um, give us a thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Number two, spill bourbon on the floor. This is very important. Many people would kill for a drop of what you're drinking, so show them you're too cool to give a shit. The higher you can pour from and the more you spill on the floor shows everyone exactly your level of seriousness with whiskey, which should never be too high. And it also shows everyone how awesome you truly are.